The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid is about performance. Not just on the road, but in life. With not only trunk space, but room to make memories. It's electric with a backup plan where the only speed that matters is how fast you can slow down. The Volvo XC60 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. Performance where it matters the most. Visit volvocars.com slash US to learn more. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. The COVID-19 pandemic significantly impacted the global economy and caused substantial financial blows for many. In the United States, the unemployment rate skyrocketed to 14.7% in April 2020, the highest level since the Great Depression. By June 2021, it fell under 6%. But fewer people are employed today than before the pandemic. In addition to massive job losses and business closures during the pandemic, wages have not kept pace with inflation, and consumer debt has gone through the roof. While the full impact of the financial crisis is unknown, staying safe from future financial setbacks depends on becoming financially resilient, which I'll discuss in today's show. Thanks so much for joining me this week. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. I'm also the author of several books, including my most recent title, a number one Amazon new release called Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. If you're building a business or want to earn more income, I hope you'll grab a copy of the paperback, ebook, or audiobook. My mission here is to give you the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have more security and less stress. So be sure to subscribe to the show and submit a money question or comment. You can do that a couple ways. One is calling 302-364-0308, or you can email me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. Okay, so let's talk about what is this concept of financial resilience? Well, being financially resilient means you can survive shocks or stressors like a pandemic, recession, or any personal turmoil without experiencing significant financial hardship. In other words, you're prepared for unexpected situations like getting laid off, having an accident or illness, or suddenly needing to make a big purchase. Building financial resilience means you've thought about potential risks and have plans to solve them as much as possible. While no one can eliminate money stressors entirely, there are affordable ways to reduce them to protect your finances and ultimately boost your peace of mind. So that's what this show is all about. And as your life and the economic landscape changes, 
it's essential to reevaluate your financial strengths and weaknesses. I'm going to review seven secrets to building financial resilience in a post-pandemic economy to help you better prepare for future challenges. We don't know what they'll be, but we know there will be future financial challenges. It's just a part of life. All right, so the first secret is look at your financial big picture. If you're a regular here on Money Girl, you've definitely heard me talk about creating a personal financial statement, or PFS. You can do that old school using paper, or you can use a Word doc, a spreadsheet, whatever works for you. It's one of the best ways to keep tabs on your financial well-being by seeing all of your strengths and weaknesses centralized in one place. So it's a really powerful document. Your PFS gives you all the details about your assets and your liabilities. And then once that information is in the document, it calculates your net worth. It's also a great place to put any important information, like the names of your financial or tax advisors, locations or links to emergency documents, the insurance policy names and numbers you have, and even your account logins. So assets are the first thing you're going to put on your PFS. These are the items of value that you own. It could be investments, real estate, cars, jewelry, household furnishings, sporting goods, cash, and retirement accounts. It's essential to list your significant assets here, and and that's the case even if you still owe money for them, like a mortgage on your home or a, a loan on your car and try to assign accurate market values as much as you can. Now, you can lump lower-priced items together under categories, like furnishings or artwork. However, you want to be as precise as possible for high-value things like real estate and cars or anything else you own of a, you know, a high value. And once you list out all your assets and their values, add up your total. Now, below your assets, list out your liabilities. These are all the things you owe, like mortgages, car loans, student loans, personal loans, credit cards, and balances on any credit lines you have. For each debt, you want to include the name of your creditor, the outstanding balance, the APR, that's the interest rate, and the status, such as having a fixed rate or a variable rate. Then, add up your total debts. Once you subtract your total liabilities from your total assets, the resulting number, whether it's positive or negative, is your net worth. And that's a vital indicator of your financial health. I know gathering all this financial information and documenting it in your PFS takes time, but I guarantee you that it's really well worth it. And once you have that document created, it's really easy to go in and update it on a regular basis. Maybe you want to do that quarterly, or maybe you just want to do it once a year. When you see your net worth rising over time, you're becoming more financially resilient. However, there are more markers to watch, and we're going to cover them in the rest of this show. All right, so the second secret to financial resilience is understanding your cash flow. Now, whether or not you have or create a budget, knowing your income and knowing your expense categories, such as housing, food, insurance, and transportation, plus your financial goals is vital 
Ideally, you should document all of this in a spending plan. And like your PFS, you can create a spending plan on paper or using a computer spreadsheet. But there are some terrific financial apps like Mint, which is a really well-known app that I think is still free, or at least there's a free version. And Quicken is a paid program that is quite powerful, and you can choose different versions based on whether you need it just for home or home and business. And it has some very nice budgeting features. Once you connect these programs to your financial accounts, they automatically import transactions, and that helps you set a budget, monitor your progress, and make any adjustments to stay on track. The bottom line is that the more familiar you are with your expenses, the more likely you are to reduce or eliminate any unnecessary ones that could be keeping you from financial resiliency. When people start really digging into their cash flow, they're often surprised by how much they're spending on certain goods and services, and often they can reduce those or completely eliminate them. For instance, do you really need an expensive gym membership or so many streaming services and subscription boxes? Instead of buying brand new items, could you shop thrift stores for pre-owned clothing, furniture, and household items? If you're living beyond your means or spending mindlessly, reining in expenses can be your path to freeing up money for much better uses. And there are many budgeting techniques you can use, but there's a simple strategy called the 50-30-20 method. It recommends a framework where you spend no more than 50% of your after-tax income on essential expenses. So these are things like housing, food, healthcare, insurance, and transportation. You limit discretionary expenses like dining out and entertainment to 30% of your income. And you spend the remaining 20% on savings, such as putting 10% into an emergency fund and 10% in a retirement account. So once you've looked at your entire financial life through the lens of your PFS and you're familiar with your cash flow, or you've created a spending plan, the next target for financial resilience is building up your emergency fund. It's just essential to have cash in the bank. Finder.com did a study called the Consumer Confidence Index. They found that 17% of Americans say they could live off savings for a week or less if they lost their job tomorrow. If that's your situation, it is definitely time to allocate more of your budget to building a healthy cash reserve, which you just simply can't be financially resilient without. It's essential. While everyone should have a cash cushion, it's even more critical in our post-pandemic economy, where inflation and higher interest rates seriously threaten many people's financial well-being. A good rule of thumb is to keep at least three to six months of living expenses in an FDIC-insured high-yield savings account. Or you might base your target emergency fund on a percentage of your gross income, like 10%. For instance, if you earn $80,000 a year, keeping at least $8,000 completely safe in an FDIC-insured high-yield savings account is very wise. If you take one thing away from this podcast, I want you to remember that having enough money at your fingertips for emergencies is not a luxury. It's a key component 
of being financially resilient and also eliminating potential money stress and having a secure financial future. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. One of mine was to get more protein, and Factor's protein shakes are amazing. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals and products every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. There is nothing like having fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash moneygirl50 and use code moneygirl50 to get 50% off. That's code moneygirl50 at factormeals.com slash moneygirl50 for 50% off. One of my top recommendations to improve your financial life is to make sure you have the right insurance. You need to make life insurance part of your financial planning this year. So start shopping now with Policy Genius to find the right policy to protect your family. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life policy at work, you need to know that it may not be enough to give you enough protection for your family's needs, and it's probably not going to follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies starting at just $292 a year for a million dollars of coverage. And some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award winning agents who can help you find the best fit for you. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Just head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. If you're like me, you love really nice clothes at an affordable price. That's why I was so excited to shop with Quince. Can you imagine 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I recently ordered a washable silk skirt and a matching cashmere sweater that is to die for. The style and quality definitely compare to more expensive brands. So go ahead, indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash moneygirl for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. 
That's quince. It's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash money girl to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash money girl. Okay, the fourth aspect of building financial resilience is keeping debt as low as possible. So in addition to building emergency savings, maintaining low debt levels is critical for financial resilience. Having fewer liabilities removes the pressure if your pay gets cut or you lose your job or business income during an economic downturn. It can also be the key to living within your means if you tend to overspend. As you create and regularly update your PFS, sort your debts from highest to lowest interest rate. In general, you should eliminate debts with high interest rates first. Those could be credit cards or accounts with variable rates that are going to charge more when rates rise, as we've seen in the past couple of years. It's wise to pay off your low-rate debts, which typically come with tax breaks like mortgages and student loans, dead last. Never prioritize paying off low-rate, inexpensive debt ahead of schedule over building your cash reserve or eliminating high-rate, expensive debt. In the recent debt ceiling deal negotiated by Congress, the pause on federal student loan repayments expires at the end of August. Now, you should receive a statement at least 21 days before your first payment is due, but you're probably going to start making payments as soon as early September. And if you anticipate that it's going to be difficult to start making those payments, I want you to contact your loan servicer now to discuss your eligibility for reduced payments or even loan forbearance based on your income. Don't get caught in a situation where you might make a late payment or even default on your federal student loans. And if you need more help creating a debt payoff plan, I created a very detailed course called Get Out of Debt Fast, a proven plan to stay debt-free forever. It teaches multiple strategies to reduce and eliminate any debt you owe, like credit cards, mortgages, student loans, and you can find a link in the show notes. Okay, the fifth secret to financial resilience is maintaining good credit scores. Building and maintaining excellent credit is another secret because not only is it a significant factor in how much you pay to borrow money, but your credit scores improve your financial resiliency by cutting the cost of certain products and services like auto, homeowners, and renter's insurance. Plus, excellent scores make you eligible for premium offers and improve your chances of renting a property or even getting a job with an employer that checks credit. Number six is purchase the right insurance. An often overlooked aspect of being financially resilient is having the right insurance to stay safe from risks and protect your finances. So I want you to consider if you have enough coverage for the following policies that we'll just you know briefly touch on here. One is health insurance. This is just essential for maintaining your physical and your financial resilience, even if you're young and healthy. Let me tell you, a quick trip to the emergency room for an illness, appendicitis like my husband had recently, or a broken bone could leave you with a substantial medical bill. Even if you have insurance, the out-of-pocket portion can be, you know, quite a shock to your finances if you don't have emergency savings. 
Disability insurance is an often overlooked financial safety net that will replace a portion of your income. It could be 60% or 70% if you can't work after a covered illness or accident. According to the Council for Disability Awareness, one in four of today's 20-year-olds will have an injury or illness causing a long-term absence from work before they retire that lasts more than two years on average. So I'm sure you can imagine what being away from work for years could do to your financial life. That's what disability insurance protects you from. And life insurance is essential when your death would cause financial hardship for those you leave behind, like a spouse, partner, children, or even aging parents. The beneficiaries you name on a life policy will receive a payout after your death. Homeowners insurance is typically required by mortgage lenders to protect their financial interest in your property until it's paid off. It pays to repair your home after a covered event like a fire, hail, storm, or windstorm. Plus, it covers some of your personal belongings, and it protects your liability if you get involved in a lawsuit. That alone could really pay for itself. So you want to make sure that you have enough liability coverage to protect you if someone gets injured on your property or you accidentally injure someone. And renter's insurance. This is one of the most underutilized coverages, in my opinion, because most renters don't buy it. Be aware that your landlord never insures your possessions or even your liability. So having a renter's policy is an excellent way to limit risk and increase financial resilience. Plus, it's inexpensive. It costs less than an average of $200 a year across the United States. When you create or update your PFS, that's an excellent opportunity to list out the coverage you have or don't have for yourself, like life and disability, and list out any coverages for high-dollar assets, like real estate, vehicles, jewelry, and collectibles. You want to include each policy insurer's name, the policy number, and the amount of coverage. Remember that your insurance protections should increase as your income and net worth go up. And our last secret to financial resiliency is to keep investing. Once you've got emergency savings in place, you've got insurance protections, you build financial resilience by regularly investing for your future, regardless of your age. In fact, the younger you are, the better and the more important it is to get started. If possible, I recommend maxing out tax-advantaged retirement accounts at work first, and then the next best place to invest is an individual retirement account, or IRA, that you open independently. It could be a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA if you don't exceed the annual income limit for participation. Retirement accounts are surefire ways to build wealth, cut taxes, and create future financial security. When inflation rises or the economy struggles, many people stop investing because they think they can't afford it or they worry about market volatility. And while it's easy to let talk of a recession or that market volatility alarm you, never cash out existing accounts or pause your investing when times get tough. In fact, when market prices go down, that's the exact time you should be sure to invest. However, I recommend that you become a calm and even investor 
by dollar cost averaging. This is when you invest a set amount each month or week in a diversified portfolio. Whether fund prices are increasing or decreasing, you just move forward with those regular investments no matter what. Young investors benefit from choosing mostly stock or growth funds, and those closer to retirement should limit risk by shifting a growing portion of their portfolios to income funds and cash to protect their nest egg. Remember that taking money out of a retirement account before the official retirement age of 59 and a half typically comes with a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Plus, you owe income tax on withdrawn amounts if they weren't previously taxed. So only put money in a retirement account that you won't need to spend anytime soon. But I want to challenge you to increase your retirement savings a little bit each year. If you're only putting in, let's say, 3% at work right now to get a company match, make sure that on January 1st of next year, you're putting in 4%, and then you're kicking that up to 5% and 6% and so on. In addition to these seven resilient strategies that I've covered, Diversify or increase your income for more financial stability when possible. For instance, you might start a part-time business on the side of your day job or become so indispensable at work, you're unlikely to get laid off in an economic downturn. Also, you might seek out new or in-demand skills and education to start a new career. You could take university-level technology courses on edX. You could become a licensed real estate agent on Aceable Agent. You could get marketing certifications on LinkedIn Learning or take education courses in various subjects on Coursera. Even go back to school for an advanced degree. All of those could increase your earning potential or diversify your income sources. Building financial resilience involves reducing potential risk, increasing your options, and improving your ability to bounce back from life's challenges. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.